0: It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest two hours or hour and a half long of comedy on a Friday night on the radio anywhere. It's kind of the only of its kind, I think, but, but that makes it the best, doesn't it? We've got a big list of comedians today, and I'm really excited uh, that we're, we're just going to get started. We do four-minute sets. You'll hear a horn at three. I like to do it on a punchline so that we don't you know, confuse you too much. And I'm really excited about your first comedian of the night. He's visiting us from out of town and I love it when he's here. Put your hands together everybody for Dwight My. One, one, four of them. This
1: one. All on. on. Hello. Anyone. Hello. There's Can you? Hello. All right, fine. Hey, do we even need a mic in this room? Is it even necessary to have four mics when <laughs> we need zero? Anyways, guys, I was, uh, hey, how's it going? Hello Ian, hey. good, good to see you. All right, I, w- I was sitting over there with you guys and I uh, came up with uh, two new New Year's resolutions. One, make more money. And two, steal. And three, don't get caught. <laughs> If I could, I uh, I, I was I saw somebody jogging today, and I thought, what a strange thing to do. Just people just jog. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna start a business that'll make it less strange. For five bucks, I'm gonna chase you with a taser. And then for an extra five, I'll yell at you and motivate you. <laughs> You're making me tired. <laughs> Come here. Anyways, I drove by a cemetery on my way over here, and uh, I was like, what a waste of land. Let me say that again. Driving by cemetery, what a waste of land. I got thousands of homeless people, no homes, then down the street, you got a bunch of dead people with their own plots, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. Dead people should not be allowed to own anything. And if you accidentally build a house on top of them, they get mad at you and they grab your daughter and pull her into the TV. The none of these dead people, what the hell is going on? I got to live in a 10-story, regular people, we got to live in a 10-story building stacked on top of one another. So what? These dead people own all the space above them? Ridiculous. That's all I wanted to say about that. Ridiculous. That's a punchline when you don't have a punchline. Just say uh, <laughs> uh, an emotional word really loudly. Anyways, you know how people would uh, jump off the Golden Gate Bridge to kill themselves? I don't know if I would ever do that. Cause like, what if the thrill of the jump reinvigorates my enthusiasm for life? You know? Halfway down, I'm like, I wanna live! Boom. And what if, I, what if I survive? What if I'm in a wheelchair? Now I'm telling people, hey, I'll give you $1,000 if you throw me off that bridge. And you're it hard! I don't wanna be a quadriplegic. Anyways. Hey, I, I read a book. The book said that you can burn books, but you can't burn ideas. And I thought, yeah, but you can stab people in the head. <laughs> Any more ideas? Hey, who's looking at the phone? <laughs> right in the front row, she's looking at her phone. The, the courage, the courage on this girl. Hey. Oh, wh- wh- what are you lo- looking at? What, what is that? Your comic notes. Well, maybe you should have done that a couple of hours ago. <laughs> Get it all ready before you came to the show. But hey, we had an open mic. Who cares? Who <laughs> cares? Uh, after a couple of uh, months or years in the comedy scene, uh, you would know that in order to be on your phone and not get called on, there's a back seat in the back row there. Anyways, I, I want to say that uh, I like reading, and that's why, that's why I like Spanish, because they put exclamation points at the beginning of sentences. I'm tired of reading an English sentence and going, oh, that was supposed to be read with more excitement. Now I gotta read it again. Anyways, hey, I heard some laughter and I gotta go. And if you guys did laugh at some of my jokes, just you know, consider making a donation to the children's orphanage of Vietnam. My son lives there. But don't give too much or also come and visit me. <laughs> and then he'd want shoes, and I'd be like, Oh, don't you make them? <laughs> Can you make me one? And you make me three. <laughs> I want to run in the mud and then go to a ball. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Pam, for putting me up. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, have a good night. <coughs>
0: what well Hooray. See, that was great. You were here and the other people weren't. so we just moved you right off the wait list, right up to the front. But now we're going right back to that list. Put your hands together. For your first comedian, second comedian of the night, but first on the list, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Ian Langlands, yes. No.
2: Yeah, What's what up, you everybody? You How we doing? Yeah. Good. Uh, it's good to be here. I uh, I'm gonna let you in on a on a on a, a guilty secret. I have. I I like to use women's soap. It, it's my preference. I I like I like women's body wash and women's shampoo. It's so much better. Men, you got to just swallow your pride and just get with it, okay? Besides the fact that I've been menstruating, it's been wonderful. Uh, it's been doing wonders for my skin. I really do. No, it's true. I, I like it so much better. It's better than men's soap. Men's soap, I don't know what's going on. half the, I don't even know what I'm putting on my body half the time with men's soap. Because if you look at the labels, they prioritize masculinity over information like 90% of the time. I'll grab the bottle and it'll be like, made with real tiger blood, polyethylene glycerol, and misogyny. And you're like, okay. Men are like, fuck yeah, dude, put that shit on me. I I don't understand like, like what happened? Like when did using soap become so feminine that they needed to name things, they needed to name soap like Kraken? That's a a real name for a body wash. It's just called Kraken. There's no other information given. Because the companies are like, yeah, men, they don't want to smell like citrus. That's for pussies. They'd rather smell like tentacled sea monsters from the deep. That's so much better. What was that? What is going on? I have a sneaking suspicion it's the man in the corner dressed in a very suspecting manner. Is it you, sir? Oh, he's deaf. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) There was no other sound that could have emanated from that corner, but that (laughs) sound from that man. I fucked up one time when I bought. Yeah, the soap is still continuing. I'm still talking about it. I fucked up one time. I bought four in one soap. Don't buy four in one soap. It's it's bad. It's not a good. If you're wondering what's in it, it, it's it's body wash, shampoo, conditioner, and regret is what it is. (laughs) It sucks, dude. About a week after I used a forward one, I went feral and I started disrespecting women. So it was bad. Please <laughs> just don't fucking buy it, all Um, right? I've been pretty upset lately. I was pretty upset because uh, um, Pope Benedict died. I know you guys were all upset about Pope Benedict. I know. What a shame. I miss him a lot. I <laughs> No, I actually appreciate the Pope a lot. He's very fascinating to me because if this stand-up shit doesn't work out, that's my fallback. I'm going to be the Pope. Uh, You're laughing now, but it's very easy to be the Pope. I was looking it up. There's only two qualifications. You just have to be a man, and you have to be Catholic. That's it. That's all you need. No background checks or anything. The Pope that died, did you know that he was a Hitler youth as a child? That didn't come up in the interview process at any point. That's crazy to me. Even if Jamba finds out you're in a hate group, they're like, whoa don't take anyone to make our razzmatazz okay we've got standards at the jamba juice it's cool dude. that's why i want the gig it's easy to get you can do a lot of cool shit you, he can change the rules of catholicism you guys know that you change the rule he's got opinions like the rest of us he did say recently he's rethinking the fact that gay marriage is a sin my theory is i think he fucked a dude that's what i think uh, that's what I think. I think. I think he got freaky with the bishop. He's, he's like, you know what? This shit's pretty lit, actually. We missed on this one. Let's get the scriptures in here. We're gonna make some changes. I was looking it up, actually. Uh, even more recently, he said he's not budging on gay marriage. He changed his mind because that bishop cheated on him. That's what happened. The bishop cheated on him. He's like, you know what? If they can't, ha- if I can't have it, no one can fucking have it. Okay. Uh, I wish that ended better, but I'm done. Bye. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>
0: and Langlands, how wonderful hey your next comedian they actually run a show together on tuesday nights at sc wine bar go check it out on eventbrite and the whatnot put your hands together everybody for the very funny kelly evans
3: hey hello everybody um what's up uh i am not from san francisco i moved here and uh, i was under the impression this is some kind of like progressive wonderland. Um, it's not, it's just rich, really. It's just very rich because it's very easy to be progressive when you're rich. Try being polyamorous on minimum wage. That is a lot harder. Good luck, all right? I hope these bitches like Burger King because that is what they're getting. You cannot have it your way. You can have it two ways, and neither includes a drink. So fucking eat up. Maybe I'll give you the Batman toy. I don't know if I'm feeling. Generous. I do like the idea of polyamorous, though, or like, you know, relationships. Because I like the idea of bringing in an extra person in a bad relationship to run defense, you know? To like, ah, split up the crazy. That's a good idea. I date bad people, typically. Um. Anyway, the, but the thing is, you can't—I mean, how are you going to do that with only one bedroom, you know? Like, you're going to split three people in a queen bed, you get the middle. That's just a lot of farts at night, is what I'm saying. Um... I don't know. I think about this stuff a lot lately. I've been thinking about sex recently because I'm almost 40, and I just realized it took a while to get good. <laughs> it took too long, honestly, because I grew up before the Internet, you know, and, like, we, we had limited resources. Like, we had scrambled porn, which is, like, the Rorschach test of porn, you know. It's It's up to your interpretation what it is. You're like, it's a boob. Is it my father? Like, there's a lot of weird stuff in there we had like uh, fucking random pages out of hustler you would find in the woods like some airplane crash survivor just covered in dirt and shame and you can't even see the face because it's covered in community cum it's really like that was shitty and then we had old we had older brothers not i didn't have an older brother i'm an only child just older brothers you know kind of like that magical like black old man in a movie with advice for you, but like guys named Blake, you know, who would would say things like, use four fingers and fucking don't clip your fingernails. I'm like, all right, that's... Anyway, the point is, we were all very bad at sex. I would would hazard a guess that no women have ever come before 2003, is my guess. Yeah. It just, I mean, it was legitimate. We didn't have anything. I mean, we had I guess in Texas, we had uh, sex ed, but I mean, it was Texas, so it's just like, well, don't have sex or Jesus will cry. Like, that's what we, <laughs> that's all they taught us. So, of course, like, three girls did anal as a workaround. Like, that's what, you know, that really happened in my school. It was like, way to go, Brittany, you're going to go to law school. That's a good, you got enough technicality. Yeah, today, it's just different, you know? Like, kids, they, they fucking, they have so many resources. Too many resources, honestly. These euphoria kids are fucked up. I'm just going to say it. I heard a teen say the first base was spitting in their mouth (laughs) like I don't even think that's baseball I don't know what the fuck MMA I don't know what the fuck you're talking about that's insane you know and it's just because they all they just watch porn it's all just fucking porn and that's just that's not good like porn is not porn's fucking gross it's unrealistic it's disgusting and I cannot stop watching it you know (laughs) Oh, holy shit. It's so, contra- and that's the point, is just men, we will let, we will do whatever you let us do, you know, like, I'm, which that, I guess that includes watching a, a midget fuck a woman who has no arms, you know, whatever you're doing with your Friday after this. The point is, God damn it, I forgot what the end was to that, but you know, I'm out of time, so thank you very much. Have a great night.
0: Kelly Evans, everyone, a- espousing the fear we should have of the youth. I heard a 15-year-old boy on the bus say I came so hard on her chest I knocked the wind out of her. And I was like, you did you heard that somewhere? You're not that creative child. Um, have a good show you guys We're in Oakland. And uh, I'm glad everyone came in and found seats. That's exciting. Uh, so that you could enjoy your next comedian all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together for Amy Thompson.
4: this one sounds better all right yeah i came from sacramento we rode over it was a bumpy ride i was playing backseat bartender so i took a shot of vodka to the pussy this is going to be wild uh, sacramento was recently voted the best city in california to live in forbes oh my god thank you forbes for making it so i can live with my parents forever now uh but I see what they mean. Sacramento is a great city. I love Sacramento. I love walking around it. Um, I think no matter where I go in the world, I'll always want to go back to Sacramento. It has my heart. But I can say this because I've lived there my whole life. Sacramento is a dangerous piece of shit city. Just like my ex. Sacramento is always working on itself. Fixing sidewalks. Causing traffic. Construction but it's ignoring its big problems, like the massive drug addictions in the uh, homeless. Reminds me of my ex. He works a lot on his truck, but uh, he ignores his massive drug addiction. There's a point where you're like, dude, I don't think it's your carburetor that's making your mom cry, but whatever. You guys know about Total Wine and More? Oh, if you don't, you should get familiar. They totally have wine and more. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Mario if you're ever in E.G. California. He's a great, uh, a great <laughs> worker at Winemore, a total Winemore. He's got uh, spot-on recommendations. I throw some crazy shit his way too. I'll be like, "Hey Mario, what wine pairs best with existential dread?" Or, Mario, what gin will help turning into my mom go down smoother? Or, uh, Mario, what's a good mixed cocktail recipe for loneliness? And what proof of vodka should I use to replace for human infection? Also, you can get fun-sized bottles of alcohol, only 99 cents. You can only buy so many in one go. That's why you gotta know Mario. He'll let you get in line twice. Uh, <laughs> I was at Total Wine More the other day, found peanut butter flavored whiskey. What? I've been thinking, that's gonna make the perfect pickleback for my friend's baby shower. It's okay. Well, maybe not. It's a gender reveal party. Whiskey might not be a great idea. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm, like, afraid of some dumb shit, like clowns and, uh, well, tornadoes. And then I watched that movie Sharknado, and now <laughs> I'm afraid of clownnados. Because, <laughs> well, like, think about it. California doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with that shit. Not enough basements. Not enough circus tents. We would all be doomed. (coughs) Oh man, I think the horn means my time of here is coming to an end, which I hate. I hate when things end. I wish all endings were happier, but parting is such sweet sorrow. I wish I could make this ending happier for all of you. I know you're sad to see me go, but I'm not gonna jack everyone off. And We're gonna keep on rolling. Baby Thompson, everyone.
0: All right, your next comedian all the way from, I think, Modesto, Stockton. Uh, It's it's in a far, scary place, (laughs) but I'm so glad you made it. Here, put your hands together, everybody, for Elvin Maglente.
5: Uh, got their New Year's resolution. I, I I don't mess with New Year's resolutions. Every year, but it's okay, it's okay, you know. Uh, regardless of uh, New Year's resolution or not, um, I will never lose sight of myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Oh, uh, I'm blind. Uh, I'm blind in uh, That's why I look extra. Uh, and you know, um, you're probably asking me something. did you lose your sight? Uh, m- my mom will tell you how I lost my sight. Yeah. Put me on glass for sure. Elvin, you lost your vision because you watched too much TV. <laughs> what? TV? Tuberculosis? <laughs> uh, you know what, um... You guys been following this whole three uh, Britney movement? Um, yeah. Not Britney Spears, but the other Britney, uh, Britney Griner. Yeah. yeah, she's finally back. back. Uh, we traded um, Britney Griner for the Arms Dealer of uh, the Shaquille O'Neal of Arms Dealer. Like, we couldn't get like a three for one special, like a, hot, a thousand hot red Russian bays. Uh, but yeah, you know, she's back and, um, you know, the WNBA rating uh, still sucks <laughs> no one was watching what? it the only way to boost up uh, the WNBA uh, ratings is uh players yes. Uh <laughs> Now that will definitely boost up the ratings uh, it will solve uh, all the gun control problems in America world hunger, all that good stuff um, yeah, just uh, um, you know, it, it'll be de- definitely the most watched uh, sports of all time. Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I, I miss my childhood. Uh, I miss Mike Michael Jackson. You guys miss Michael Jackson? He bad ass. Yeah, yeah,
6: bad ass man. I would have
5: done anything for the Neverland. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would have let Michael touch me. <laughs> I'm going to take you one for the team. Hey, I was jealous of the other kid. You know? um, all right. Um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, I don't know if you guys um, know this, but uh, we care 50% of, uh, of our, our DNA with bananas.
7: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin,
0: Lindy, away, all the way from Stockton. All right, keep your hands clapping and the excitement up for your next very funny comedian. It's Dan Lewis. Yay!
8: Okay, good. I should go with the worst mic. I feel like that's a more of a challenge. I do this for the challenge, guys, and that silence is exactly why. How's it going? Good, 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 guys. Uh, I don't know if you saw the mullet is making a comeback. You see this bullshit? I got a friend with a mullet now. I'm fucking insulted. Okay, you realize what that feels like for the bald man to see that, right? That is an egregious waste of resources, guys. If your friend lost his feet, would you go over to his house in clown shoes? That's what that's like. You guys, they say if uh, you want to know how someone is at sex, just watch them dance. I know how they are at sex. Watch them dance. I know it's true for me. I have trouble sex dance. I can't do either, like no one's watching. Cool. At the bar the other day, with a couple friends, shit chatting about this or that. It came up that Inuits, the Inuit people, have 50 words for snow. My friend's like, ah, man, that's fucking bullshit. Come on. It's snow. And the server comes over, like, what do you want? He's like, I'll have an ale. I was like, I'll have a lager. And other guy's like, I'll have a stout. You know, beer. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to say Inuit now. It used to be Eskimo, but now it's Inuit. So now we have two words for Eskimo. Cool trying them out. Hey, uh, I uh by the hardware store the other day, and I don't know if you've seen this sign. This also pisses me off. There's a sign in the window, and it's got a young woman on it. She's got a hijab, and it says, everyone welcome here. That sign pisses me off, not for the reasons you think, uh, but it pisses me off because it implicates all the other hardware stores like they might not be welcome there. You know what I mean? It's just a race to the bottom at that point. Now everybody's got to get that sign. That's bullshit. If I was a competing hardware store down the street, I'd try to one-up them. I'd just have that sign, everyone welcome here, and I'd have an arrow pointing to it and say, she's also trans. And it'd be a big banner. We sell hammers to Muslims. That'd be cool. Speaking of labeling, yeah, but it's a similar thing. I saw at the the store the other day, I was looking at the shampoos. I have not personally used shampoo in many years, but... uh, (laughs) The shampoos, the shampoo said vegan and cruelty free. That's vegan, huh? That's good you're making heart healthy choices in the shower like that. Uh, you know, That's a nice change of pace from my Applewood smoked bacon shampoo that I was using before. Uh. And uh, cruelty free, that's another asshole thing to put on your shampoo. Now you're implicating all the other shampoos. Like mentioning cruelty in your labeling should be opt in, not opt out, right? That shampoo bottle shouldn't say anything on it. All the other evil shampoos should say made with cruelty. Several vegans were killed in the producing of this shampoo. Cool. Guys, uh, I love my girlfriend. I'm really in love with my girlfriend. am really in love with her. I love her. I love All the way down, I love her. So if she decided to transition, I would still stay with him, right? Thereby making me gay. You're not supposed to be able to make someone gay. But that would make me gay, wouldn't it? Right? You're like, well, you could always leave. Okay, now you're saying gay is a choice. I don't get it. Which one is it? No one's laughing. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like they're bad, but not that bad. I have to say, that's okay. Can we finish with some. Maybe stay on that subject. I tried to be gay once with the... I figured, like, this is my 20s, right? Just with the pornography. I was like, well, let's find out. Really, let's find out. Because You hear about these people that are, like, 40. They fi- suddenly discover they're gay. They're married. They have to leave their family. It's a big mess. I want to avoid that. I'm like, let's just find out. Looked at the porn, tried it, didn't work. But I tried it. Everybody should have to try it, I feel like, just just so we can avoid this entire problem. It should be like compulsory military service in Korea. You should have to be gay for two years right after college. (laughs) When your body is best, when you're most fit, when you're (coughs) most likely to make a pregnant mistake, everybody should have to be gay for two years, like in South Korea or Norway or whatever. I love you all. It's a hot room. Don't waste it, you guys. All right, good night. Dan Lewis, everyone.
0: Exploring the important issues. He's a philosopher. Hey, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Amy Stringer.
9: Hello. Hello.
10: It's been um, th- almost three years, and I still have not gotten COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. but a lot of people I've canceled plans on. Sure, think I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm an actor. Uh, I sometimes people ask me, "Oh, have you have have we have I seen you in anything?" And I'm like, I don't know, were you in that field that one time in Toms River, New Jersey, where we were doing Midsummer Night's Dream? I was the moon. Maybe this jogs your memory. Or, you know, the show Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, season two, episode eight, I was an extra. I watched the show. I have not been able to find myself, but... (laughs) If you do, let me know. Um, I I say I'm an actor. Sometimes people ask, oh, uh, why don't you say you're an actress? Um, It just seems a little antiquated, like you don't go around going, oh, I feel sick. I should go see my doctress. Also, I have a huge cock. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> alcohol is so crazy to me i I, lo- I like to drink a lot um but it's it's so normalized and romanticized in society and it's just another drug like can you imagine if we treated like other drugs the way we treat wine like um say you're pulled over by by a cop and they go have you been uh smoking crack tonight? (laughs) And you go, absolutely not officer. I mean, me and my friends went crack tasting. But we weren't doing crack. Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, Grammar, like good grammar really turns me on. It's like one of those things that really uh, gets me going. Um, like if I'm on a dating app and um, a, a guy says to me hello comma Amy I'll be like hello comma husband <laughs> I'm a positive I'd like to make you the direct object of my future tense. <laughs> semicolon and parentheses. It's a winky face it's a winky face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I think Adam y- I was thinking about the Bible and I think the story of Adam and Eve is like the first historical instance of gaslighting. Like like the people who came up with that story were like, yeah, we'll just say Adam gave birth to Eve. He sacrificed one of his ribs. And so they'll just be grateful forever and and think that now they it's their burden like oh you think you could just go and eat an apple Eve you like fruit you honey crisp whore how about you? why don't you lucky you you'll be able to grow your own watermelon sized object inside you every nine months you Fuji fuck face how do you like them apples, you Granny Smith, bitch? All right, thank you. On the ground, Keep your hands
0: clapping for Amy Stringer. All right, you're next comedian. We've got, we're just we're just rolling through the list. We'll get everybody up. Clap your hands for your next comedian. Everybody
11: on a rug, yay! Wall Street. And don't want every Woohoo, yeah. I have a very low self-esteem, everybody. I have a very low self-esteem. Uh, sometimes even compliments can get me down. Like the other day somebody told me, like, man, you look amazing. Uh what's your skincare routine? You look great for 40. And I was like, I'm 20. And he was like, Oh my god. Have you ever noticed that oh my god means completely different things whether you're frowning or smiling? oh my god, means something totally different from, oh my god, like it's just, I don't know, man. Anyway, I look 40 apparently, that's what I realized. Also, fuck mullets, shout out to the guy from <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, I was in a parking lot with my dad, we were trying to find a parking space, and uh, it was very crowded. Eventually my dad like cut somebody off to take his parking spot, and immediately the, guy, the other guy got out of his car and came and knocked on our window all mad. And I looked up, and I realized, Dad, this is a handicapped spot. Like, this is a horrible idea right off the bat. And then the guy, like, knocks on our window, and he goes, Hey, that's my parking spot. Get out of it. And then my dad rolls down the window, and he goes, Hey, I don't know you. And he closes the window. I'm like, I don't know what that meant. It made no sense. I don't know what he was trying to say. My dad closes the window, and then he looks at me, and he goes, Anytime I'm being yelled at, I just pretend I don't know English. And they let me off the hook. Like it <laughs> just, anytime you're in a situation where you're being yelled at and you just pretend not to know English, they just let you off the hook. Like just, now boarding Delta Flight four four nine for Phoenix. All first class passengers may now board. Sir, where are you going, sir? Hey, I don't know you. Like he's just fucking. It's so. Oh my God, the ship is sinking! Everyone to the lifeboats. Women and children first. Hey, where's that guy going? Hey, I don't know you. I had a third example and I forgot it. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> moving forward, uh, I have a friend who is trying to be an author, and every day he texts me the same text. He texts me, uh, "The pen is mightier than the sword. The pen is mightier than the sword." And one day I stabbed him. He never texted back, so I guess he was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I um my like small young cousin is living at my house and uh recently his dog died and i had to like tell him uh and when you tell like a small kid that their pet has died you kind of have to also tell them what dying even means and i had to kind of tell him like you know i don't know what happens when you die i don't know whether it's going to be good or bad or where you're going to go i have no idea really uh all i really know about death is that uh When I was backing out of the driveway this morning, I felt a really big bump. I have some horrible news about your dog. Killed his dog, everybody. And he starts crying, he starts yelling at me. Oh my God, how could you kill my dog? How could you kill, it was a horrible situation to be in for me. And so I looked at him and I went, hey, I don't know you! And I fucking walked out of there. That was three examples and that's my time. Thank you very much, Mutiny. Have a good night. Here comes the pitch. Maddie on a Um,
0: Killing dogs. Um, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Lauren Kraut. Yeah.
7: Thank
5: you, Pam. Woo. Woo.
12: I'm my own worst enemy. I'm ISIS, but with an eating disorder. Inside my head, I have a, it's a, a constant fight. It's like a battlefield. I should audition for America's Got Talent. No one wants to see a giraffe telling jokes. I should go skydiving. You'll kill yourself. I should make toast. You're not good enough for toast. Have a cracker. I've been standing my way so long my subconscious is going to give me a parking ticket. Here you go. What's this? A note that says I love you. No, you stupid fuck. You set up the joke. It's a ticket. Why are you giving me a ticket? I don't have a car. That's right. You had a car and it left you, just like everyone else. You are parked illegally, looks at ticket. $427? That's ridiculous. Okay, then here's what you do. Just spend the $427 on Haagadass and eat it all within three days because you're a fat pig, loser. And that's when they asked me to leave Safeway. Long way to go for a terrible joke. All right. People say people say that someone is a worthless piece of shit. But how come we don't say that they're a worthwhile piece of shit? I like that new hire. I think he's a real worth worthwhile piece of shit. I think he'll go far. I think that we should have... Uh, we, uh, he will go far. I believe you. I think that in, by come, <laughs> shit, by come Christmas he'll be the, that worthwhile piece of shit ass will ha- be the head of the department and I fuck that whole jug up. All right. This isn't going well. Are you guys okay? Okay? All right. You're quiet. <laughs> That's better. Thank you. After. Um, My therapist says that I have cognitive distortions. She doesn't always call it that. She just says, My thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, technical term. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. The good news is that it will end eventually. One cognitive distortion is when you believe everything is your fault. In my my head, in in my inner dialogues table, I did something wrong as a frequent guest. It's my fault that there are no more Jewish lesbians here tonight. It's my fault the Titanic sank. I'm sorry, Mrs. Lincoln, if only a chorus line hadn't been sold out too soon. All or nothing thinking is another distortion. You're seeing things in uh, the shades of black and white, no gray. Think Republican. Like, I know my mailman hates me because he refuses to deliver on Sunday. And the homeless guy in the corner hates me because when I give him a dollar, he doesn't always say, may God and all the heavens bless you, your children and your children's children. And may God's angels watch over you and your children and your children's children and your children's robots. Don't forget the robots forever and ever, amen. He doesn't always say that. What I ever do to him? Sometimes he just says, thanks, talking giraffe. Okay, I got the light, So, um, or the horn. Um, because I have OCD, people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. One, Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I lift the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Friday. I fight crime on Friday. Friday crime. Okay, I got to go. There's people in the other room I need to count. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah crowd everyone hooray your next comedian's all the way out of sacramento as well he's running all over san francisco tonight uh with a huge caravan of comedians put your hands together for joe you?
9: hey mutiny good to see you guys i'm pretty psyched psyched i'm dating a chick she's a yoga chick you know all gumby and stuff bites her nails. Her toenails. <laughs> I was dating a chick my own age, but she wore socks to bed. On her tatas. <laughs> some guy outside said, Are you going in there to tell jokes? I said, Yeah, I'm gonna go tell some jokes. He said, Break a hip, dude. Break <laughs> a hip. Is that, is that lucky? I don't think that's lucky. I think he's making fun of my age. Should have kicked him with my good leg. <laughs> uh, making fun of my I don't like to make jokes about my age. It makes me look old. But I do remember the good times. I remember the old times, like old school. Uh, Like, I remember when computer dating started, it was for losers, very embarrassing. I went to two weddings where the couples met online, and they said, don't tell anybody we met on the Internet. Now it's like, don't tell people we met at the dollar store. (laughs) But I like the old traditions, the old wedding traditions. You guys remember? Maybe you're not old enough to remember this. Like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, hey, Elvin, you're pre-laughing on the joke. <laughs> the old traditions where the bridesmaids, you know, hold up the bride's dress for the, the showing of the bride's coochie. Remember that? That's a nice old tradition. Everybody spits on it for good luck. Wasn't me. i was. I never been married. Hey, don't blame me. Don't blame me. People ask me, have you ever paid for sex? <laughs> oh, yeah. You bet. I've been in nine long-term relationships. Uh-huh. Never got married, so that's the bullet, though. Bullet. But it costs money to stay in a relationship. I figure I'm going am fight fa- at any point over my level it costs me an extra grand a month to keep the gal. Like I'm five, if I wanna hang out with a seven, I gotta be spending an extra couple grand a month on movies, TV, shopping, going out to dinner. Two up, if I wanna go for a nine, it's gonna cost me four grand extra a month on the entertainment. I'm trying to find some guy maybe we could split a 10. 2,500 bucks a piece. You ever, try to, you ever try to clean the cum out of a coochie? I mean, get it all out of there. After a mistake, you ever try that? hard to get every last little bit. You know, you twist up that rock and roll t-shirt, you get it into a cone and get it up in there. You get Ozzy Osbourne's head up in there to scare all the remaining stray out of there. <laughs> Is that a yes? Hey, you got the horn. You mess with the bull, you get the horn. What'd you get here. I guess I better get out of here before I get in trouble. I don't think I got any last words of wisdom. Uh, come see me next week. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. Thanks for letting me up here, Mutiny. Thanks, Pam.
7: It's yeah. Joe
0: Kanyu, everyone.
9: Yeah.
0: It's like these new methods of old methods. I mean, I guess if we put the horn in my vag, we could scare away the cum. I don't know. But, like, man, that's the best part of menopause. The best part of menopause. This never happened to ever have a baby. Yay! I'm going to get a tattoo on to commemorate the disuse of my uterus of a tiny skeleton uh, b- kitten. <laughs> right? Like a little kitten all curled up. Your next comedian. He's been so patient. Thank you for waiting. We're like halfway through the list. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Nick Holke. Yay!
13: Thank you. How's it going, y'all? Do any of you ever go to rock climbing gyms? Uh, You're probably gonna answer yes to this question. Do you ever go to look at butts? (laughs) That's why I'm there, dude. (laughs) Best butts in the Bay rock climbing gyms. If you haven't gone, you owe it to yourself. I also include myself in that, in that due to some weird like anomaly of anatomy, I have a big butt. I'm like a little skinny white guy, but I've got some cake. And I feel like there was like, you know, like a mix up at the factory, right? Like God was on the assembly line. He got distracted by a cute angel, swapped some butts. Now there's somewhere there's a backup dancer for Beyonce with a pancake ass. My poor butt ended up on an engineer. It just sits all day. It's supposed to be bootylicious. Mm. Yeah, but I've been talking about butts all week at open mics. But I just I like butts. Like, I like them a lot. Always have. Kelly Rouse, freshman year of high school, very formulative butt in my life. Me, me and my buddy, we used to every morning we would just stand. Just walk, watch her walk by. We wouldn't even say anything. It was kind of like two guys out fishing on a lake, appreciating the sunrise. Just, this is nice, glad we're out here. It's weird though, because I have like, I have this memory of a beautiful butt, but it's a 14 year old's butt. But it's the mem. it's a 13 year old memory of a 14-year-old butt. And I think that's my loophole. It feels weird when I masturbate to it, though. But I put myself in the headspace of a 13-year-old. So we're okay. I don't know if we are. That was my butt stuff. I don't think I have any more butt-related humor. Um, let's see. So sometimes I practice the Beyonce dances, just like in honor of it, whatever this one is. The fact, you know. Dropping some knowledge. Um, I'm going to actually, this is kind of butt related. Uh, I had a lonely moment. Uh, recently, I was laying on the couch and I farted and I mistook the vibration for a text. Friendship? Just gassy. It was, I was expecting, I was hoping for a text from my friend. Um, and It's like, we're kind of different. Like, she's super, she's really open about her sex life. I'm a bit more reserved. So sometimes when we hang out, I turn into a Southern belle. She told me last week and she hooked up with a guy who made her squirt. My lady shouldn't talk like that. That's my time. Thank you.
0: Just in the Nick Holke, everyone. Now we're all thinking about butts. Thank you. That was fantastic. And we've got chairs, and everyone can fill in if you like, and and welcome. And your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Brady Pearson.
7: A man of
14: so good. Hi, everybody. Thanks for waiting. I'm Brady. Oh, God, what a week it's been. Um, how are y'all feeling tonight? Feeling good? Great. Okay. I have a question. Um, Are there any cocksuckers in the room tonight? One. Okay. Any attitude? Okay, great. Because I'm a gay man, and I'm trying to figure out, like, where my audience is, right, as a comedian. And I'm Feeling like I don't, I'm not doing enough research. Are there any heterosexual guys in the audience tonight? Heterosexuals guys. So can you help me with something? Please for the love of God. Are there any alpha males in the house tonight? That's the best you got. That's the best you got. Because I keep hearing like all you straight guys like oh yeah, I'm an alpha man. And we see like all these guys with I'm now are betas in the house. Betas, Langland's left. Okay, uh, I'm just trying to understand because, like, let's let, let's have some common lingo then, right? So, in gay speak, that is top and bottom. Okay, just so you know, I'll be willing to teach anybody here that wants to do that later. Going back to my favorite thing, cocksucking. Um, I just turned fifty two. I'm very excited about it, right? And it it makes you think all these different questions, like what have I done with my life? What have I been going through? And how many miles of cock have I sucked? <laughs> just think about it, right? We're gonna do some math, guys. We're gonna do some real math. It's gonna be painful. So the average cock is what? So you're what, six? you 666 six, six inches, right? Okay, great. That's average. I'm trying to be good to you. I'm trying to be good to you here. Jesus Christ. One up, one down that's a foot, right? Okay. So then go cut stay with me. So then I kept doing the math. There are 4580 feet in a mile. Then I kept going. And I was like, oh my God. And there's 108,000 odd feet, in, which is 26 miles, which is a marathon, <laughs> which was just last weekend. I mean, are you kidding? If I was going to do the real mileage, I could have done a cross country trip 16 times. I could have gone to Europe and back 100 times. I mean, I am an enthusiast. I am an enthusiast. I love Sucking Cock so much I keep thinking what if we had a cock olympics <coughs> I feel so close to you all tonight almost vulnerable and I want to share with you something very special to me the theme song of the boys camp that never was but could have been in Lake Put-It-In-Me, Wisconsin goes a little something like this. I get choked up. Excuse me. (coughs) Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shore. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. But it's in me every day. Thank you. I'm Brady.
13: Did you
0: keep, Yay. 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 keep those hands clap and for Brady Pearson. This is exciting. We've got a full house tonight, and I'm really excited for your next comedian, who's here to make you laugh. Clap your hands together
15: for Denise Lee. Raleigh, never raises a voice. I've been I've been trying to work on my physical health, uh trying to do more cardio exercise. I learned that cardio can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing lots of panicking about my life. It's been nice. Every time I spiral with anxiety, I'm like, oh my god, look at me working out again. Such a gym rat. <laughs> Gonna need a protein bar after this. <laughs> I tried out running. Make some noise if you enjoy running for exercise. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because I'm jealous, though, you know? Like, I hate running, and I hate running outside because, like, it's just a public demonstration on how quickly I give up. I don't like that. (laughs) Like, once I was at the park, ran past this old lady, and two minutes later, she walked past me because I had already sat down (laughs) in defeat. (laughs) And then we just had to make intimate eye contact and silently acknowledge my lack of resilience. I've been trying to find similar exercises uh, to running that are less painful. I tried out speed walking. That was also painful for my pride. You know, Like the word speed walking is just way too cool for the embarrassing travesty that it is. Like, I feel like speed walking is basically just, like, waddling with earnest, you know? <laughs> I don't want to run. I don't want to walk. So I've been trying out galloping, like a horse. I think I like it. Okay, stay with me, okay? <laughs> like, running running a mile is torture for me, but galloping a mile is torture for everyone watching me. And I kind of like that torture, <laughs> Like, I used to be scared walking through the Tenderloin at night, but when I'm galloping through the Tenderloin, everyone's scared of me. (laughs) Nice. I don't need pepper spray. I don't need a taser. I just need to be insane. (laughs) Uh, I read a news article that a 40-year-old man got beaten to death by a group of 14-year-old teenage girls, and my first reaction was, what did he do that was so bad? And then my second reaction was, thank God he died. (laughs) I would be humiliated if I were him, (laughs) and I lived after getting beaten up by minors, you know? Okay, smooth transition. Uh, I have mixed feelings about Asian stereotypes. Like, I hate that stereotype that all Asians look the same, but I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with five other Asian females. (laughs) Our ages range from 29 to 60, but we all look 25. (laughs) It works out. (laughs) Once I almost got in trouble, like walking into Costco, there's a security guard that checks everyone's IDs and he looked at the picture on the card and was like, is this, is this you? And I was like, obviously my name is Tiffany Wong. You know how many Asian women go shopping at Costco who are named Tiffany Wong? And he was like, I apologize, Miss Wong, on your way. And that's nice. All right, thank you so much. Yay, Denise Lee. Oh my gosh, unbeknownst to all of us, we have an
0: Asian rock block. They could use the same ID. Put your hands together for Tracy
7: Wynn.
16: I had therapy today. I feel very excavated. Um, My therapist told me I have poor impulse control, so I've decided to turn that into a business venture and uh, start a business where I sell solid um, crystal dildos. Um... Why? Why? Uh, you guys, you, you heard of the G-spot? You guys heard of the G-spot? It's not the G-spot. I- I'm calling it the P-spot, but uh, it's basically your pineal gland. And uh, it's between your eyes. Um, I'm trying to hit that. Uh, I'm trying to hit that hard and um, become a cyclops, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm like all of you, I'm trying to transcend my physical form, I'm trying to commune with the creator, um, I'm going to the Tucson Gem Festival to procure this crystal. Yeah, I'm trying to procure this crystal. I mean, it's a pretty dangerous weapon, I'm not going to lie, it's very dangerous, um, You need good proprioception to use it. Uh, You could impale somebody. You could absolutely murder somebody. Imagine you're a relative and you're reading the obituary. Um, And you're really sad, but you're also kind of fucking impressed. You're impressed that this is how this person went out Um, in full-blown ecstasy. Um, Anyway, I'm going to create a disclaimer. I mean, I'm going to create like an infographic with like a step-by-step with motions um, on how to use one of these things um, because people need it. People need instructions. And if you're clumsy, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go through a full background check um, before you can even purchase one of these things. This is the equivalent of uh, I don't know AK forty seven, butt gun. Um. All right. Has anyone seen Sylvester Stallone lately? Yeah, no, he's on his fifth puberty now. You guys, he's on uh, he's on his fifth fifth puberty. Um, just juiced up, doing that HRT. Does anyone know what HRT is? Hormone replacement therapy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hormone replacement therapy is the new therapy. (laughs) Women have been on birth control since, what, the 70s? It's men's turn now. It's men's turn to supplement because we are in a testosterone drought. We have a drought it's been happening for the last two decades. Since porn became readily available, it's been dry um, because all our keyboards are sticky. So it's hard to harness that um, or to compost those <laughs> keyboards. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I I don't think kids should take hormones. I'm gonna Come out saying that I don't think kids should take hormones. Um, I know everyone's trying to protect trans kids, but I don't actually think kids are trans. They're just playing with their identity, and I don't want them to get a beer belly like Stallone. Okay, I don't want—I th- don't want their organs to continuously grow. Um, I don't want them to um, have to transition the other way later on. Um. All right, well, I will be on a t- flight out of the US soon um, because it's a controversial, okay, I ran my time. Thank you so much. <laughs> with
0: everyone,
16: right.
0: I think Sylvester Stallone is remaining young by replacing his blood with baby blood. You're, I just, I just like making up rumors. Uh, hey, your next comedian is new to the room. Clap your hands together for Nasser Al Reyes.
17: Yeah.
18: Good evening. Thank you guys for having me. My name is Nasser Al Reyes. I am Arab, uh, but according to one of my social media followers, I look like a turnip farmer from Virginia named Tuck A uh, Chuck. So. I like to role play back and forth from being America's number one enemy or just a turnip farmer from Virginia named Tuck. But my, to my mom, I will always be a disappointment. So, and there's a reason for that because Arab moms have a lot of priorities and high standards for their kids, right? They want their kids to be one of three of the classics, a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, right? We all know about these. And... There's a lot of pressure for that. Arab kids feel this pressure on their shoulders, and some of them crack. And when they crack, some of them go into drug dealing, damn, go into gangs. Some of them might even do something worse. They might become influencers, right? You have to be very careful. Me, I cracked. I cracked. I didn't go into drug dealing. I didn't do gang dealing, any of that stuff. I decided that for me, gospel choir was my move. And it happened in college. Things were just going all over the place. I saw an open enrollment for gospel choir. I said, that is what I'm going to do. So I signed up. I thought I was going to walk in and just start singing hallelujah, praise the Lord. Turns out there's an audition for gospel choir, people. I said, screw it. I've cracked. I can't go back to my mom and say I'm an influencer. So I show up to gospel choir. I walk into the room, and I walk into a scene from Pitch Perfect. Who's seen Pitch Perfect? You guys know how it is. I walk in, me, 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 ha, ha, ha. I'm like, what is going on? So I grab a seat, and a guy comes to me. He goes, hey, man, how you doing? Have you been practicing? I said, practice? For gospel choir? He's like, yeah, you have been practicing. I mean, I sing in the shower. He laughed. He thought I was joking. I was not joking. I say, sir, have you been practicing? He's like, yeah. I spent $300 on a coach. Excuse me, a coach for gospel choir. He's like, yeah, man, this is, this is gospel choir. I was like, uh, okay, and right before I could finish that, Professor calls me in, Nasser Aureus, it's your turn. Great. I escaped the pitch perfect scene, and I walk in. Professor looks at me. He's like, listen, we're going to test your vocal cords, Nasser. We need to see how you can sing. I'm like, amazing. Let's do this. He's like, I'm going to hit a note on the piano. I need to match that note. He hits the first note. And what comes out of my mouth is a noise that a 15-year-old makes when he comes back home at 2 a.m. and his mom's looking at him. He's like, where have you been? I go, uh... And the professor goes, no, 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 you need to match the note. Let's try something deeper. He clicks the note. I go, uh, he goes, listen, things are not working, man. I think here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go through a list of notes for my voice. You mimic that. So he goes, he goes, ding, 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 right? I go, "Okay." Uh. He goes, listen, man, I'm going to give you one last chance, all right? It's your first time here. Let's do this. Sing whatever you want. I go, okay, I got it. Let's do it. So I close my eyes. It's 2015. There's one song that everyone's singing in the shower in 2015. I start tapping. I go, this here, that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for no. He goes, stop. What is that? This is gospel choir. I said, sir, that's Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk, the top hit. He says, it's not today's top hits choir, sir. Please leave the room. And I look at him. I say, you are right. And when I walk out, the guy, that Pitch Perfect, comes back to me and says, well, how did it go? And I say, well, he said I sound like Bruno Mars, and oh. I left. Oh, yeah. And if you wonder what I do now, I am an influencer, and my uh-huh. mom is still a disappointment to me. Thank you, everyone.
0: I'll see you later at Sings, I'm on that show too. Yay, I'm on that one too. Yay, thanks you guys for being here. So as the people leave, there's other people that can take their chairs. That's fantastic. Hey, clap your hands everybody for your next comedian. It's Sean Dara.
19: Hello everyone, how you doing? <laughs> all right so uh i've been dating a little person recently i do think that's like the politically correct term right for uh filipinos ah. <laughs> yeah we're technically um because of our height difference in a long distance relationship all right my girlfriend hates that joke So I uh I was uh, with my dad recently though and he asked me if I plan on getting married. And uh, I don't. I'm actually like actively working against it. Like I will not even say the word marry around my girlfriend. Like, "Hey babe, you want to go ride the rotating impaled animals?" Yeah, I didn't really have a good representation of marriage growing up cuz I really only knew it through my parents. And they had me as like a last stitch effort to save their marriage. They're divorced now, so I was kind of born a failure. Okay. My brother's worse. But I won't mention it. Okay. Um what else I wanna say? You you guys wanna know a little about rats? Been spreading rat facts recently. Yeah. Uh did you guys know that rats will laugh if you tickle them? How do I know that you ask? Mind your business, I answer. Look, what I do at Petsmart at three AM between me, God, and those poor defenseless animals. No, but I do I do kinda relate to rats a little. Because like I also am only seen out at night gathering food. I also walk into rooms and cause women to scream and jump on tables also covered in fleas and ticks spread disease. Okay. Uh yeah, I'll try this one out with you all. I've never said this before. I, I I have a friend that recently got diagnosed with cancer. And uh it's not that bad though. It's like lymphoma. I don't know if you guys heard. That's like 90% survival rate. That's like stubbing your toe. It's not that bad. I know that might sound harsh that's just modern medicine. I feel like, once we get good enough, like all cancers gonna be treated pretty lightly, you know. Like, we do want to get to a day where someone could walk up and tell you like, "Hey, I just got diagnosed with brain cancer." You can respond. You decide to interrupt me for that. I'm working that out. We'll see if that ever works. Okay, I'll do a quick one. I'm a. Uh, I'm from Northern California. Any other? People here? Yeah. yeah, nice. I was actually conceived our like a uh, traditional way, you know? Like my father ejaculated into some bong water. My mother took a hit That's why I look like this. I was actually born in January though, which if you mm-hmm. didn't realize is nine months after April. but so my parents either had a wild four twenty or my father had a All right, y'all. Thank you so much.
0: Keep clapping for Sean Darum. All right. We've got more comedians. Yeah, you bet. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Al D. Fraud.
7: Golden nonsense as salvation. The human race will begin solving its problems on the day that it ceases taking itself so seriously. They say that if you can master nonsense, as well as you have already learned to master sense, then each will expose the other for what it is: Absurd. absurdity. Absurdity. And from that moment of illumination, man begins to be free regardless of his surroundings. He becomes free to play order games and change them at will. He becomes free to play disorder games just for the hell of it. He becomes free to play neither or both. And as the master of his own games, he plays without fear and therefore without frustration therefore with goodwill in his soul and love in his being. Chapter 2, it can be what you want, the secrets of slack. Alongside your normal everyday life, there is another life. One in which you have slack. The vast majority of mankind remains in ignorance. Most humans spend their lives in spiritual darkness at the crazy mercy of chance and accident. We can retain one concrete ball of fact that the most deny. Something is going on and we deserve better. We keep getting these hints, little integrated hints of meaning that are much more fun than the longer hours of non-meaning. Hints that the world owes us You see, man was born with original slack, yet most civilized people don't believe in it, and their most learned scholars can't even comprehend it. That is why the idiot is closer to the divine, why Eris is adulated for her follies rather than her skills. If you don't believe in slack, it will not make itself available to you. You see, slack does everything. Slack is all we really want. Slack gives you the room to move. It puts the light in your stride. Slack brings you light. Slack gives you the brakes. Not the brakes on a car, the brakes on a train, but the brakes to make you go insane. And as the Pope of San Francisco talking to the multitudes with the fullness of slack, change will come. Slackness will enter your life. Slack will make you see. Slack will set you free. Slack is. Slack lives. Slack waits for you. Slack is what was taken away. But Slack is what air is back. back. True Slack is something for nothing. The golden rule of the subgenius is the subgenius must have Slack. What must we have? Slack! What must we have? Slack! Slack. What must we have? Slack! What must we have? We must have slack. Oh, but they can still trick you. That's right, the false slack of the conspiracy. The conspiracy is them. It is they who take away your real slack. Them. Now slack is what the conspiracy is trying to take away from us. Slack is what the conspiracy wants to deprive us of. Slack is our way of grabbing life by the lapels and screaming at it. It can be elusive, almost definitively unreachable state of being we call slack. Brothers and sisters, and all of those in between Aren't you ready for more than total slack? Alright, skipping to chapter five, the dream I had a dream last night in San Francisco Do you want to hear that dream? I said, do you want to hear that dream? I was drowning in a sea of liquor And I washed up on a beach made of cocaine The sky was made of LSD and every tree was made of marijuana. But the cops pulled me over, but they did not arrest me. Then he sucked my dick. And it was so beautiful that God came down from heaven. And he said to me, Reverend Dr. Aldi, Frode, we would no longer spell the word God, G-O-D. And I said, well, God, how do you want to spell it? And he said, give me a D, D. Give me an R. Give me a U. U. Give me a G. G. And give me an S. S. And what does that spell? Fun. Thank you. I am Al D. Fraud of the Discordia Game Show. Yay!
0: That was fantastic and new and original and wonderfully weird, and I hope that you come back again and bring us more of the good news of Slack. Put your hands together from your next comedian all the way from Sacramento. It's Anu B.
20: What's
0: up,
20: Mutiny Radio? I love music. Anyone else? Cool. I'm I'm really glad I'm wearing my uh, correct Nirvana shirt today. Uh, except uh, it has my favorite superhero on it, uh, Owen Wilson, <laughs> instead of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, you know the quietest actor in Hollywood. <laughs> Owen's such a great guy, right? He will—he seems like a guy. He will never like start fights. He always stops fights. Like,
7: whoa, oh, whoa, whoa! Come
20: on. Oh, you are my dog, Migo. <laughs> so I love crushing on people. Um, except uh, I will never let them know by avoiding eye contact. So if you're listening to this, please look at the floor. I don't want to leave here tonight with more crushes. (laughs) So I had been crushing on this guy uh, for a while, and we finally started chatting on this uh, dating app. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Oh, yeah, Instagram. So we were chatting back and forth. We were vibing and laughing and flirting. At least I was, because, I mean, alcohol is supposed to do something, right? (laughs) So I said, wow, thanks, $7.99 bottle of flush Chardonnay from Walmart. That's Walmart in French. <laughs> so the other day, after we were done chatting, like he wrote in the chat, like, oh, I actually have a type. I like Latin women. And I was like, luckily, yo soy Latina. That's what I told him, at least. You know, look at me. He'll never know. <laughs> Am I kidding? You know, I can't even like act like I'm not a dork, let alone like act like I'm a totally different race. So I was like, well, I always thought that a type is, you know, uh, something about the person. Like, for example, I love a man who likes dating other women behind my back. Yeah, well, I've been cheated so much that now I get suspicious of other people's partners. I mean, nobody in here, of course. Uh, (laughs) Like most people, when they post, happy four year anniversary to us, people would comment, beautiful, congrats. I'm looking at that post, oh my God, four years? Still no engagement? Which one of them is cheating? (laughs) And it's amazing, like when I, I can't help, but when I see anniversary stuff like that, think back at my past relationship, which reminds me of my favorite video game, Super Mario Bros. (laughs) Remember that? like yahoo let's go that's how all my relationships start and it's amazing how much mario reminds me of my past relationships i played with that disgusting mushroom for nothing <sighs> <laughs> all my best plans also went down the tubes like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mario had a toad to give him advice and warning signs i wish somebody warned me that i was dating a toad something would have been nice like <coughs> That would have been nice, too. (laughs) Mario had a red flag in the end. I, too, ignored all my red flags, you know, literally just ran towards the red flag just to get cheated on. And (laughs) at least if it was Dr. Mario, I would have had some drugs in the end. Just kidding, I don't do drugs. I just like to sell them. At the pharmacy, I'm a pharmacy tech. Yay, say yes to drugs. Yeah, I've even made selling drugs dorky. (laughs) I'm just a pharmacy tech, you know? People come in all the time and give me a hard time, like weird compliments, like calling me an Arabic bitch. Right? Like, I proceed to ignore them and they still go, you heard me, you Arabic bitch. I know, right? Like, how good was my eye makeup that day that he thought I was Arabic? <laughs> and the other word I just ignored, we all know I'm not a bitch. I mean, I tried very hard to convince several people that I am one, but it always ends up with, love you, text me, call me back. If not, no worries, bye. With that, that's my set. Thank you guys. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> on be
0: everyone all the way from Sacktown. Hey, we've got a bunch of comedians on the list. We're gonna try to fit them all in. Your next one, new to this room, excited to meet him. Put your hands together for Chris Klinecki.
6: All right. If I, if, if I think about something funny, uh, people have been catching me lately looking off in the distance with like a smile on my face, just like, and like, my uh my mom caught me doing this and she got like really alarmed. She, she was like, Christopher, what are you thinking about? And I, I guess it's like, it's kind of, uh, the fear is like, if you have a family member sort of like staring off into the distance, smiling just like, just like, what's this guy thinking about? Is it, is it gonna be something to, you know, the fear is it's gonna be something like, I was just thinking about, like, a great sandwich. I also, I I think it's, uh, people wonder about my thinking because, like, I've had, like, some success, but also, like, I ended up in some really weird experiences. Like, uh, uh, one time I was trying to rent out this apartment, and uh, the unit that I was trying to rent used to be lived in by the landlord's son. And I didn't know any of this, but apparently he had gotten sucked into Scientology. And so as soon as I got there to look at the place, the landlord kept asking me, she's like, are you a Scientologist? I'm like, no, I'm not a Scientologist. But she kept asking me. She kept saying, like, you're not a Scientologist, right? I'm like, why do you keep asking me that? She goes, because you look like Tom Cruise. I'm like, I look like Tom Cruise? And, like, my theory is I think it's, like, this part of my forehead up just, like, kind of looks like Tom Cruise. Because, like, to this day, when we had to wear masks during the pandemic, these two women came into my work. And they're like, oh, look at this guy. We've got a handsome brown under there. Come on, who is it? Come on, let's see. Who's under there? Is it Tom Cruise? Let's see. And I pulled off the mask. And they were like Okay, thank you. <laughs> but, like, my landlord had more reason to be scared of Scientologists, but, like, how freaked out about Scientologists do you have to be that somebody has, like, vague features that kind of remind you of Tom Cruise, and you're like, oh, my God, what is this, you know? Or, like, maybe she was worried, like, what if I was Tom Cruise, and, like, this is what I look like in person? Like, that's Tom Cruise, you know? It's like, but then, like, I step in front of a movie camera, it's like, oh, my God, that is Tom Cruise. Like, I guess it's just, like the magic of the movies, I guess, you know? Uh, but also I've had, like, uh, a lot of sort of haphazard freelance jobs. Uh, like this one job, it was too freelance. Where like, uh, first off, even the job uh, description kept changing. Like I was hired to make PowerPoints to present for attorneys in court. I was not hired as an AV tech. But they just started sending me into any job that had a computer. Like I remember I walked into this one office and there's a conference room with all these people on laptops. And as soon as I walk in the door, I heard somebody say, like, oh, thank God, the AV tech is here. And I turned to look at the door to see who he was talking about, and there was nobody there. I was like, oh, crap, I'm the AV tech. You know? like That does not feel good to hear if you're not ready to hear that you're the AV tech. It's just like, I'm an AV tech now? It's like, it stains your soul. But the worst part of that job was that it was too erratic. Like They would call me at 7 a.m. in the morning like, could you be in suit in a court in one hour to present this PowerPoint? That's like uh, I couldn't get on a regular laundry schedule. Which was bad because for that job, I had to wear all these white button down shirts. And like, I hate wearing a white button down shirt unless I have a white t shirt on underneath. Because you like, you sweat it out, you can't wear it again. I'm not trying to buy a bunch of white button down shirts. This is a side job. But I remember one morning, I woke up and I thought I had one white t shirt left in my drawer, but it was a white pillowcase that I had folded up. And for like a split second, I thought, well, maybe I could cut two armholes and a neck hole in the pillowcase and like wear it as like a t shirt, you know? But then I was like, wait a minute, I can't do that. Cause like, what if somebody sees my shirt and they're like, Hey man, are you wearing a pillowcase? Like, that's something that that affects your future employment. They're like, oh, there's a guy. who did that great job for us, you know? Actually, remember that time you wore a pillowcase? All right, uh, uh, let me just leave you with this. I'm also a former smoker. Uh, I used to smoke a lot and I absolutely loved it, but I quit because it kills you. Uh, but I still really miss it. And, like, I look back on it and I was such a fondest that I over romanticize it. To the point where if I see smokers now, I actually almost get, like, starstruck. Like, if I, feel, if I see people step out onto the street to have a cigarette, I feel like I'm going to say, like, hey, can I get a picture with you guys? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, if I had a barbershop, all the pictures on the wall would just be me posing with random smokers. Just like, who are these guys? Like, these are just some great Americans who never gave up on their dreams. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much.
0: All the way. We've got a couple comedians left. Um, I'm really excited for your next one. It's exciting to see him here. Put your hands together for Steven Asifo. All right.
21: Uh, anybody here in their 20s? Anybody here in their 20s? Cool. Yeah. Uh, me too. It's my group right there. Uh, it's crazy being in our 20s, right? You know, like we're young. We just relate on everything, and I know that because I'm 20, 30. I'm 30 right now, and um, I don't know. I just want people to know that just because you're young doesn't make people old, you know, because I'm starting to get a certain level of disrespect that I'm not too keen on. I met this dude, and he told me that he was 26. He asked me, do you mind me asking how old you are? I said, I'm 30. And he said, oh, OG. (laughs) Like, if you can remember being 26, like, what advice would you have for me? And I was like, I said I'm 30, not like 75. And that made me that made me upset because I was like, if I could remember being 26, I was like, that's only four years ago. Like of course I knew what I was 26. I was doing Damn, I don't even remember what I was doing at 26, if I'm being honest. But I but that wasn't too long ago, you know? Like I I feel like there's I don't know. I was like, well, why don't you just pay your OG's tab and put a senior discount on it? I need to put batteries in my life alert. Um that sounded better when I was writing it. Uh let's see. I believe <laughs> Hey yo man, that shit happens. Uh I blame the pandemic for aging me. The pandemic was like an ain't shit boyfriend. It-, it took two years of my life and I have nothing to show for it. Um I got out of quarantine like you wasted the best years of my life. I could have been meeting people, traveling the world, and you said I'm not essential. Um I have this weird relationship with COVID because like we're outside, the pandemic's over. But also, is it over? Um it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise, like at any moment there could be another one and it's going to be ludicrous. Um yeah, that's what that deserves. Um I struggle with wearing a mask. Like my big nostrils just enjoy unfiltered air. Uh just do like a line of it whenever I want. Uh I, I don't want to wear a mask, but then I also remember that people are just gross. Uh, I saw a video of this white lady cooking chicken using Benadryl and immediately grabbed my mask. I was like, you didn't even season it. That's just nasty. Um, I'm about to get married, but I still check women out. And people find that, like, isn't that disrespectful to your wife or fiance, whatever you want to call her. I was like, I don't think so. Not not if you do it together. Not if you do it together. And, and what I do is if I see, like, you know, someone I – Turn to her and say, hey, honey, do you think that is a BBL? And at that moment, it's no longer disrespectful. It becomes a science experiment. You know, like we got to use all our senses to figure it out. We got to sniff it, taste it, smack it. And that just becomes our little thing until one time we're at the ball and she says, like, hey, honey, do you think he got that extension surgery? And after that, we should defund the science programs in this country. <laughs> Well, um, my Notion app crashed, so I can't do the jokes I really wanted to do. But thank you guys for the time.
0: Changing oh, a couple of comedians left. Hang in there, everybody. Don't get comedy pneumonia yet. How exciting that he's here too. It's Jason King.
22: Oh. Hey guys, make some noise for yourselves. What's going on? Fuck, we're doing. The work, we're doing work. Be proud of yourselves, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. See, Steven, you talked about, you said uh, people think that you're offending your girlfriend by looking at other people's butts. I think you're offending your girlfriend because you just called her, you know, my wife, fiance, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the more offensive part of that. Um, anyway, I, uh, here's a joke just for the comics. I, uh, I I feel like comedians don't like when people ask them to tell them jokes. But they love slipping jokes into conversation. Isn't that interesting? All right, we don't like that comedic <laughs> consent. We just we gotta roofie people with an inauthentic conversation, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like I'll be on my I'll be on a call with a friend and like I'll you know, I'll call him and be like, he's like, hey man, my grandma died. I'm like, damn, now I gotta wait fifteen minutes to try this dick joke. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, what it deserved. That's fine. That's all right. <laughs> anybody here do anybody here do karaoke? Karaoke? All right, cool. What karaoke songs do you do, Sean? Frank Ocean? Which one? Thinking of You? That's a high fucking song, dude. All
19: right, fuck yeah. All
22: right, fuck yeah. I, uh, I don't have, uh, sometimes I do Lost, but uh, I don't I necessarily have, like, a favorite karaoke song. But I have a favorite song to watch people do in karaoke. And that song is Sean Paul's Temperature. All right, because, like, when the song starts, everyone's super excited, right? Like white people are doing Jamaican accents. Like HR is about to get called, but as soon as you hit the first verse, you realize that no one's ever known the lyrics to Sean Paul's "Temperature," right? Like the like the lyrics will get on the screen. People be like, <laughs> you know, people be like, m- m- make I see a sea girl broke down upon the floor. When does he say this? <laughs> Not eat no yam, no steam fish, no green banana. What is this song even about? <laughs> right Then you get then you get to the chorus, right? And everyone's super excited. You know, them women on the way, them time. People are super, you know, it's fucking, uh, like white girls are doing that like weird twerk thing like with their knees and shit. You know, like, you know, everyone's like having a good time. Just not not remembering the fact that there are five more minutes in the seven minute 2000 song. <laughs> you know? All right, cool. I'll finish that later. I, uh, here's an idea. I feel like uh, when white guys dance, they hold their breath. Everybody else notice this? I don't know, like you'll be at a club and you know, they like set up a dance circle and then they like point out the white dude and be like, (laughs) (laughs) you, (laughs) and (laughs) would be like I was staying in an Airbnb recently with an older white lady uh, and it's cool, man. I, I feel like an adopted African. Awesome, you know. The thing is, like, I'll 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 like ask her questions nervously, as if like I'm asking like my real parents. I'm like, can I have sex in my room? You know. And then she's like, yeah, I love condoms in the drawer. I'm like, thanks, mom. All right, weak. We can do better. Anyway, um, you guys remember how hard it was to play in the house? Like, you remember how hard it was to not play in the house? You remember that? Isn't that crazy? Like, your like your mom would be like, she would yell at you, she'd spank you. Like cry when you broke her shit, but like running was so dope, <laughs> you know. Like 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 back then, ball was actually life. All right, that one's weak. All right, I'll figure it out. I uh, yeah. I'll f- end with this. Anybody? Has anybody here heard these Northeast Kia like car radio commercials? Anybody? All right, cool. Why would I think a joke about the radio would work? Uh, <laughs> also, for some reason, I feel like I'm the only person in this room that listens to Hot 97. <laughs> um, but uh, if you haven't heard it, there's basically this car commercial, and this dude has like, uh, like Samuel L. Jackson level energy. He's like, "Are you broke? Are you bankrupt? We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we just gave a. We just met a lady with a 440 credit score. We just gave her a car. She never paid anybody in her life. <laughs> if we can't approve you, God can't approve you. All right, I don't have time to finish that. Thank you very much. Peace. All out. All. <laughs>
0: Exciting to have (laughs) you. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, uh, clap. We have three comedians left, and um, clap for me. Yay! Now I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. Like, I can't. The bendy knee thing, yeah? I try. Why can't Californians have guns? because they're always triggered. Whoa, I get triggered by really, really cute cops. This happened in San Francisco. I walked up to a super cute cop and I said, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked and he smiled. He smiled, how many lives did I save? Happy cops. All right, I don't know if that cop was actually super cute or if I'm super lonely or if I have Stockholm syndrome. And I've truly fallen in love with my oppressor. All EMTs are hot. EMTs and firemen, all of them hot. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. I want to make out with this 26 year old, <laughs> hot. I'm really lonely. I've never internet dated. I'm 48, never done it. Never a cupid or a farmer's only not even a Craigslist missed connection, nothing. So I asked my girlfriend, what do you do if you internet date? And she said, you need to raise that bar really high. And I asked one of my guy friends, what do you do? He said, lower that bar way down. Can't we just meet at the bar? You got to fill out a survey to get laid? Come on, you guys. So I was outside of a bar looking for hot guys and up drove a fire truck. And out of it spilled 10 hot men in costume. One of them had an axe. And they ran into a building. And when they came down, one of them waved at me. And I waved back. And I gave him a little shoulder, and he rang the bell, whirring a ding We were vibing. But I'm so stupid. You know, I didn't take down the number of the truck, so how am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman ever again? So my plan is next week, same day, same time, I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then woo-woo-woo-woo. See, that's my version of Tinder. All right, you crazy, you crazy kids, I, uh, we need to stop Asian hate, everyone in all their costumes. We need to do it, we need to stop it. Yes, I know my Vietnamese friend, she just told me, don't trust Chinese women, they're all snakes. And I said, I'm gonna agree and disagree because only some are snakes, some are rabbits, uh-huh. and some are dragons. And some are oxen, and some are dogs, and some are rats. All right, happy Lunar New Year, everyone! Yay! (laughs) Do you like that? Okay, good. It's scary, you don't know where I'm going with it. Uh, And then it's like, why is she saying that? Um, All right, put your hands together for your next comedian, Albert Lin! Yay!
23: (laughs) Hello, how's it going? Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I live with my parents. I have weird parents. My dad hula hoops. He's an adult hula hooper. You can either hula hoop or be an authority figure, but you can't do both. Like I walk into the li- living room, he's hula hooping. He's like, grow up. I'm like, no, you. I was like a kid for like 18 years, and he waited till after that and bought me a hula hoop. And I was like, if I wanted a hula hoop, I would have just used yours. And he was like, hell, so we're gonna hula hoop together. So now that's just something we do. Yeah. Uh a lot of guys will like learn something random to impress girls. Like I have this friend, he learned how to do a backflip, but that just became his entire personality. So like you'll be like, what kind of music do you listen to? And he'll be like, Do you want to see me do a backflip? <laughs> and you're like, no, we're at an in and out. And he always, he's like, hold my double double. Um, Growing up, I had, like, a pet fish, um, and I loved it, and then it died. And here's how I found out it died. I went home, and I looked in the fish tank, and there was a different fish. And uh, I was like, I went to my mom, and I was like, this is a different fish. And she was like, no, that's the same fish. And I was like, that's not even the same species. And she was like, okay, yeah, it died. And she's like, "You can, if you want to see the old fish, you can look in the backyard. It's a bird in a raisin box. So I went in the backyard and I found multiple raisin boxes. Ah! So she's been like replacing my fish. Multiple. She's been doing it for a while. Anyways, Rest in Peace fish, uh my fish fish. I named it fish. Uh. And uh yeah, I have a pet bird. Um I have a pet bird. It's cool. It's like an upgrade. I've been uh my bird looks lonely though, so I've been trying to get it a bird girlfriend, but I can't tell which birds are hot or not. So ah. So I think I'm just going to get the bird with the biggest ass and the skinniest ankles. <laughs> um, I'm in a relationship. It's a, it's hard. It's hard being. Everything's different now. Like, now I can only listen to classical music because my girlfriend won't sing along to it. She's like, what is this? I'm like, exactly. She's like, I hate this. I'm like, me too. Because I don't like classical music at all. Like, I found out Mozart died, and I was like, good. I've been getting back at him. I've been like pirating all of his songs. And the, they play you off of the, they honk, right? That's the, there we go. Okay, all right, cool, I'm done. Thank you.
0: When you get the horn, it means a minute, but that was Albert Lin, hooray! We have one last comedian and, um, and then if anyone has a car and they wanna drive me and Lauren to Lord of the Zings, we're on the show. And we gotta look, we gotta click like a bunny. Like, we're gonna have to walk super fast. Um, or if anyone has a car and they wanna give us a ride, that'd be amazing. Put your hands together for your last comedian, everybody, Sam Schmidt. Yo,
24: yeah, what's going on, you guys? How we doing? Hell yeah. So, I did that four years of college rated. You know how hard it is for me to wanna talk with that on air sign bright right there? That's bothering me sincerely. I feel like I should be listening to the guys in the studio right now, like, did they actually make the flip over correctly, or are we still listening to the automated commercial right now? That's fun. It's a cool little spot. I like being judged by Jesus while I do comedy. (laughs) You know? I'm usually looking for, like, affirmation just from anybody, but I guess this guy will do. No, I'm not going to listen to white Jesus. It's okay. (laughs) I'm not a white Jesus guy, honestly, because... For the longest time, that's who like my grandparents would have hanging in their house, and I always felt really judged. And then the first time I ever heard the concept of Black Jesus, I was like, "You're telling me there's a version of this guy who hasn't seen any of the shit I was pulling? He wasn't watch watching from that hallway? Fuck yeah, dude, let's go with that. That rules." You guys seem like a you guys seem like a it's a younger crowd. You guys do Instagram, right? I assume th- uh, you guys don't have to answer. It's fine. I'm just gonna assume you guys do. It's okay. We can all sit here in that silence. It makes me happy. It's cool. Now, I assume you guys are on Instagram, and is anybody else to the point of just, like, seeing an influencer for everything that it's, like, it's just weird at this point? There's somebody influencing, like, every walk of life, right? Every single one. I feel like we're really uncomfortably close to having, like, mainstream homeless influencers. You're just rolling down the street, and you're like, that is a really new REI a thermacool thing right there. And then a guy just steps out of it and he's like, hashtag ad, use promo code, Dirty Donnie. You get 25% off your first purchase. It's going to blow my mind. Do you know how wild that'll be? That's a real, I don't want that to happen. I I don't look at that as a good reality, but like we're headed that way. We're really, really aggressively going that way and it scares me. I think the only thing that scares me more is that I have real friends I've known my whole life who like post news and things they deem important on their Instagram stories? Do you guys follow people who like post relevant like you guys should really be learning about this on their Instagram story? You do? They're not the New York Times are they? That's just some dude you know. He's just trying to tell you some shit. I really hate every single person now is like you could go to the Wall Street Journal or like you could check out what, what my source has to say. Dude, fuck that source. Nine out of ten people I'm following on Instagram, because of an ass pick in twenty eighteen, not the opinion they wish they had. That means so little to me, I can't express it to you guys. <coughs> Hell yeah, one minute. Let's get out of here quickly. Um that'll be fun. Um, so I actually I have a, a girlfriend I moved down to the bay to hang out with her. No, right? I, I was really looking around. I was like, where can I pay more for less space? This seemed like the place to pull that off. But I moved down here with her because she got a job, right? She broke it down to me like how you break down to someone, they're moving for a job, they're like, hey, I'm gonna have to move, it's gonna be out of state, it's a whole thing, but I'm gonna be making like six figures. You guys have any idea how quickly I was looking up aprons on Etsy? I'm telling you, fucking immediately, before that phone call was over, I was like, yeah, no worries, sweetheart. I'm actually picking up a Swiffer wet jet later today. This is going to be spotless, I swear to God. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much. I've been Sam Schmidt. I appreciate you guys putting up with that.
0: That was Sam Schmidt, everyone. This has been a great show. We got through like a billion comedians. I think it was like 25 or 26, which is uh, very remarkable. So thank you for being here. We're here every Monday and Friday at 6 you can listen live and you can hear the podcast after and then we have open mics uh, every other day of the week except Sundays but we have new showcases coming at Hotel Utah and at OMG on Sundays which will be fun all right thanks everybody
7: push to
14: LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to punk, Mutiny Radio. FM has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Home?
17: patrick Go Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comics
3: Check out Eventbrite to reserve your
24: free seat every Tuesday,
3: 6 p.m. at OMG on Savory 6th Street.
22: Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. (laughs) The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy. Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blue's Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard Deviant Brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends for Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby B- Blue's Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're
17: coming to laugh. Yee-Hoo! Hey kids, it's your pal Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman, bottomless Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility. best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of Twenty First and Florida. They got some chameleons doing the laugh laugh. But hey. Don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars. On hold, hold, on. What is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Ben Mo? That's not real. What is that? Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time.
24: The year is 2023.
1: Oh, I wish that. P- laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless, worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in Who's .com, Oh, finally an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I
25: live in You can go to Who's
1: thatlive.com and buy comedy tickets and you're in the raffle, I guess
17: True, 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 true True, true. true Productions
25: Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh.
1: the is when the comedy is the cheapest
0: happy hour the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st street come down be in the audience
14: dog friendly
0: dog fr- we are mutiny radio is absolutely dog friendly Ooh, a dog party ain't no party like a dog party. dog party at mutiny radio
21: Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio, happy <laughs> hour.
0: 278 <laughs> Street, happy hour, mutinyradio.fm, here in .sf.
16: Calling all Krusty's punks and poses.
12: Pick your posteriors up off the pavement, pack up your pins and patches, and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest VestFest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center.
17: Twizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come?
25: I really don't. Anywho,
17: you take it west of Fraser's reservations.
25: Reservations on Eventbrite. Buck in public schools.
0: In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that <laughs> go to who is for upcoming shows
17: join us on a Da-da journey Wednesdays. into the absurd 1109 in Valencia at 22nd in San Francisco,
7: the Wire, Improv, Cosmic Music, every Wednesday from 7pm to 10pm.